the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Good morning, everyone from Perigian Beach in the Sunshine Coast in Australia. And you are with me, Simone, your host. And guess what? You just have me today. Yep, you just have me. So we're on the Australian tour at the moment with Access Consciousness Classes. And we've just had the choice of possibilities with Dr. Dane here. And it's been brilliant, friggin' brilliant. So grateful for that, man. I've got a bunch more classes happening. And this is one of the most fun times of the year for me being in Australia because I actually get to be at home. It's summer. It's really hot. (laughs) Well, actually, it's not even summer yet. First of December is summer. So, but it's really hot. It's beautiful. And how did I get so lucky to have so many amazing people around me? So one of the topics that I actually wanted to talk about today is conclusion. Now, I have been historically very, very good at going to conclusion. And my guess is that most of you are really good at going to conclusion. And the interesting thing about, um, you know, doing conclusion and going to conclusion is that you think, yep, you think that you're, you are going to create a greater result. You think that something greater is going to show up when you conclude something. So I've got a few processes that I want to run, but I would really, you know, I would love you to have a look at this in the sense of what can you change and what else can you ask for? Like how many of you go to conclusion of what cannot show up in your life so that you can control it? Oh yeah, I would know nothing about that. So everything at that is times a gazillion where you destroy and uncreate it, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. And that's the clearing statement. I'm sure if you've been listening to my podcast, you know about it. You can hear Dr. Dane here talk about it on theclearingstatement.com. And the thing is, it's like how many times even something like the clearing, the access consciousness clearing statement, you go, oh, you know, you can't receive that because it has no conclusion and it has no definition. What it does start to do is break down all of the limitations and all of the barriers and all of the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions that are creating you to be stuck in this reality and stuck in your current reality rather than actually know that anything is possible. Thing is, we talk about an access is asking questions. We talk about, you know, I mean, some of the basic questions, what else is possible? How does it get any better than this? And, you know, you learn those, those questions in the bars manual and in foundation. And there's, I don't know, well, there's some great questions. And one of the things I realized is, you know, I wasn't brought up to ask questions. I was brought up to have the answer. I mean, if you look at school, it's like how often were you taught to ask questions, to question everything, or was it about that you had to have the answer? And also you had to have the answer the way that the teacher decided you had to have it. And if you didn't get it that way, then it was projected at you that you were wrong. So how many conclusions have you already gone to growing up that you have to do it the same as somebody else? And everything at that is times a godzillion where you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. One of the things I've been looking at recently is how many times when you create your reality, it's like, do you try and match that reality with somebody else? Somebody or something else. Because then if you can match that reality with somebody else, it's like you're validated for your choices. What if you never, ever had to be validated for your choices? And everything at that is times a godzillion where you destroy and uncreate it. 
right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, online, shorts, boys and beyonds. So if you never had to be validated for your choices, if you were living in the question and being in the question and asking what else is possible today that I have not yet asked for, what else is possible that I have not yet actualized, and everything at that is times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, online, shorts, boys and beyonds. And what I want you to start to have a look at is if you ask questions, and even that question of what else is possible, you know, who am I today and what grand and glorious adventures can I have today? But what I want you to start to have a look at is how often do you ask a question and then you attempt to get an answer and turn it into a conclusion? Question is not a conclusion. It should be a question. And, you know, like like I said, I've done this for years. And one of the processes that I've ran for a really long time is this. What energy, space, consciousness, and choice can my body and I be that would allow us to be the conclusionist that we truly be? And everything that that is, times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Now, why do we run that with the conclusionist? Because that's what you're already doing. So if you, if you own it, if you acknowledge it, then you can change it. And that's one of my favorite things about the Access Consciousness tools is if you actually become aware of where you're creating your limitation, you can change it. If you avoid it, then you cannot change it. Okay? It's that simple, you know? It's like, I mean, say if you're in the kitchen and you're cooking a meal and it's like, you know, and you, you taste it. If you taste it and you know where it's at, then you can change the flavor. If you just assume and you don't taste it, then you've already decided what it is. And when it doesn't show up like that, oh yeah, what do you do? You go to the judgment of you and you go to the wrongness of you. So how much of you are using conclusion to actually go to the wrongness of you and to keep in a constant state of judgment? What if you were never wrong? And what if you were not as fucked up as you think you are? What if there was far more greater about you than what you've been willing to acknowledge? Now, I've been playing with this energy of coming out of conclusion because I've realized, and it takes, especially when you're working with someone else, like whether it's in business, your family, relationship, you know, whatever that is, it's like when they say something and they have a projection of something, it's like then I've noticed what I would start to do is go, oh, okay, so that you start to sort of lock into their reality. It's sort of like a jigsaw piece. You go boop and it's like you lock into that and then you start to make that a reality rather than go, okay, so that's for today where this situation is at and it's like, but what about tomorrow? Because I don't know about you, have you noticed that no day ever shows up the way you think it's going to show up? So the universe has a whole lot more available for you. And what we continuously do is we continuously just slam these doors shut. You ask a question and go, okay, what else is possible today? And universe, show me something beautiful. What if that was just our question today? All right, universe, show me something beautiful. Planet, show me something beautiful. And then you went about your day. It allows more possibilities to show up. So let's look at some, you know, some of the main topics I get that people, you know, always think that they have a problem with is like money, relationship, bodies, business, parenting, you know, they think that they have a problem with this. What if you never had a problem and what if you could ask questions to create something different showing up? Because when you come to conclusion, you actually set yourself up to fail. So let's look at money as an example. It's like, how many conclusions do you have around money? 
Like how many of you have decided that you cannot earn more money than you currently earn? And now have a look at the energy of it because it's like for what reason have you created that justification that you can't earn any more money? And it's it's usually the insane points of view because the thing is, it's like the insane points of view lock us up. If we could work everything out with our logical mind, we'd have everything we ever desired. But it's the insane points of view that lock us up. So maybe you go somewhere in your world, you're like, I can't create more money because then you think, oh, you'll have to work harder or someone's going to take it all from you. Or you can only earn the amount of money based on the amount of hours that you work. It's like all of this is, all of these are conclusions and they're all based on linearity and the projections of this reality. So first question is, if you were creating your financial reality, what would it be? What would you choose? And one of the things that that I have done over the years, and gosh, when I used to travel around the world, I, you know, would save my pennies so that I could go to America and go to one of the access classes over there. And I would get the cheapest economy ticket I could. And I would stay at people's places. I would sleep on a, um, sleep on a mattress in their lounge room, like whatever I could, because I had no money. And one of the things I want to bring into this is the request and the demand because I had no money. And I remember thinking, God, you know what? I'd really like to travel more. I would like to go to more access classes. So how am I going to do this? Because this isn't going to work. Like sleeping on a mattress on somebody's floor. I was very grateful for everyone who housed me like that. And it's like, that's not how I desired to see my future. So what do I need to change what questions can I ask and what do I need to receive? And that's the thing. You actually open up to more receiving when you come out of conclusion. So the first thing I did was demanded that I actually could afford to stay in a hotel. Now, I also, you know, was willing to share a room with someone. It was just with one other person sharing a room. You know, that was like one step up. So I made the demand that I make enough money that I could do that. And you know what? That ended up showing up. And then eventually I stayed, you know, stayed in hotel rooms on my own, which was so much nicer because you know what? Then you don't have to, you know, be aware of when someone's going to bed and waking up, etc. So the next thing too, traveling economy, I was like, God, I'd love to travel business class. And I was intimidated by business class. But how many of you have already gone to the conclusion that you don't deserve it, that you don't deserve to have more? And is that actually your point of view? So everything that that is and everything that that brings up for you, will you destroy and uncreate it? Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. What if you deserved the world? What if everything that was available on planet Earth, you could have and you could receive? Yep, I'm, I, am, I am personally giving you permission to allow yourself to receive more. Are you up for that? Is that something that you would like to do and have and be? So then I demanded that I travel business class. So I I knew I didn't have the money at that stage. So I kept asking questions. All right, you know, what would it take to be able to travel business class? What would it take to have more money? What would it take to change this? You know, and not from conclusion, but from question of allowing more possibilities to show up. So what I started doing was getting a credit card that was linked to my frequent flyer points. And I would use the credit card and because I had or was already creating so much debt, I was making sure I was paying off the credit card, but I was I would pay for everything with my credit card so that I could gain the points. And I remember the first time that I put in for an upgrade with points to business class. Oh my 
goodness. It was very funny. And I was still really intimidated. And I sat there and, you know, the hostess comes along and she's like, you're right. Can I help you? Do you need to know about anything? And I was like, no, no, I've got this, you know, and I was pretending to be all, you know, superior and all like, you know what? No, no, I've been in business class many times. This is not my first time, you know? And then I would like slyly watch people to see where they were plugging in their headphones or, you know, how they were using their chair, etc. And it's like, really? <laughs> it's like, but you know what? Someone who, who does that and at that moment of my life, I had so many judgments that I didn't deserve to be sitting in business class. So how many of you have, you know, a litany of judgments about what you've decided that you cannot have and you cannot receive and everything that that is and that you would be the fraud, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot on ain't shorts, boys and beyonds. So, which is funny now, because it's like, I'll get on any plane, business, first class or whatever. If I haven't been on there, I'm like, excuse me, can you show me how to do this? And where's this and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I no longer have it in my world that I'm a fraud. I no longer have it in my world that I'm sitting in, in a seat that I don't deserve. It's like, you know what? I created it. It's like you, you, you deserve everything. Okay. So with the money, it's like, how many times do you go to the conclusion that you have enough? Or, you know, I can't tell you how many private sessions I've done where people say to me that, you know, they want to make enough to pay the bills. And I'm like, really? Seriously? Then you're making your life just about making enough money to pay the bills. What if you made way more money than paying the bills? What if you made so much money that you always have money sitting in the bank account, even when it's around Christmas time and you're freaking out about buying everyone presents? Yes, even at this time of year. So everything at that is times a gazillion, we destroy and uncreate it, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all night, shorts, boys and beyonds. So there was this one moment when we were traveling from Australia to New Zealand and I was in business class on an Emirates A380 and it's a beautiful plane and Gary and Dane were actually, Gary Douglas and Dane here, the you know creators of Access, were in first class and I went up to say hello to them and I remember looking at the first class seat and thinking, God, this is awesome. This is so plush. It's beautiful. You have your own suite. You can shut the door. It's great. But I remember walking back to my business class seat and in my head, I went, oh, I don't need that. I'm good with just business class. Luckily, I caught myself and went, hang on a second, Simone. Yeah, you're good with business class. This is awesome. And what would it take to be able to be flying first class everywhere? So how many times do you, you put yourself into that position of, you know, it's suffice with what you have rather than actually asking more? So everything at that is times a godzillion, we destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot on range, shorts, boys and beyonds. So I'm going to run a process here. So what jails, which is the judgments, agendas, inventions, and lies are you using to create the dominance of E equals M seed square, which is the evil equals the mediocre, the corruption of the mediocrity that you're actually choosing as always trying to use your rational mind and your rational conclusion rather than your irrational awareness that keeps you from the joy of being, doing, having, and generating beyond your wildest dreams. And everything at that is times a Godzilla and we destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay, I'll run it a couple more times. And the thing is with this, this is not about, you know, going to your logical mind to work out what the hell is she saying. These processes are designed to fry your mind because your mind is the thing that is limiting you. 
Okay. It's, you can only do what you've been and done before. It's not about following the energy. It's not about the energetic awareness of something. It's not about being in question, allowing yourself to receive everything. Your mind is the thing that shuts everything down and goes, Nope, I'm now concluding this. This is your answer. This is all, this is all we've got. This is not all you've got. There's a lot more possible. So I'll run this process and I would highly recommend, you know, write it down, put it on a loop or something like that and listen to it even while you sleep. So what jails are you using to create the dominance of E equals MC squared as always trying to use your rational mind and your rational conclusion rather than your irrational awareness that keeps you from the joy of being, doing, having, and generating beyond your wildest dreams? Everything at that is times a godzillion where you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So are you one of those people who says no to something because you don't know how to do it? You know, I have a few friends of mine in, you know, all over the world, different areas that they actually don't desire to do something because they don't know how to do it. And so it's sort of like this catch 22. Oh, I don't want to do this because I don't know how to do it, but I want to learn how to do it before I do it in front of anyone so that I know how to do it. Mm. How many times do you do that? How many times do you say no to something because you haven't done it before? Because you haven't concluded what it's going to look like. So, for example, uh, for years and years and years, I always used to talk about going heli skiing. Um, I've skied, you know, snow skied for, since I was a small kid. Yes, even in Australia we have snow. <laughs> Not nearly as much as other areas in the world, but we still have snow. And so I've skied since I was a kid, and I've always spoken about going heli skiing. And uh, one year I was in Colorado skiing, and I was with my um, – my ex, my, well, he was not my ex at the time, Brendan Watt. And I actually had just had a hysterectomy nine weeks before. So it might not have been my smartest choice, but it was a beautiful day in Colorado. Absolutely gorgeous. And the weather was looking great for the next few days. And he looked at me and he said, should we go heli skiing tomorrow? And at that moment, I realized like how many other things in my life I talked about doing, but had not yet done. It's like how many things are on your wish list or how many things are, you know, beyond your wildest dreams. It's like, I'll talk about heli skiing, but I hadn't done it. And at that moment, it changed so much for me because I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Oh my goodness. It was amazing. I mean, we actually only did uh, half the runs because I, I had never skied in powder that big. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize what that was like. That's like a totally different sport than just downhill skiing, you know powder was massive. Brenna was um, snowboarding and getting out of the helicopter, stunning views. But we actually both had a bit of a problem with the um, altitude as well. And I just had a hysterectomy. So my core, you don't realize you need your core when you're um, skiing down the, the, you know, the mountains like that, especially with that much powder. So anyway, I did it. And I was so grateful that I did. And I had no idea what it was going to look like, what it was going to be like. You know what? For once I stopped talking about it and I actually put my foot forward. Well, my ski forward and just went for it. So how many things are you not going for because you haven't concluded what it's going to look like? You don't know what it's going to look like. So you don't jump off the cliff. I mean, you know, that old saying of like, jump off the cliff. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? It's like, you might find out you have wings and you know what? You might splat, but if you splat, what are you going to do? You're going to pick yourself up again and move on. Like how many times would say, with business, with relationships, have you, has it not worked out the way you thought it was going to work out? And you did, you didn't have wings, you splat. What did you do? Have you, are you still lying there in the tarmac? Or have you actually got yourself up 
and have you sprouted wings and started flying again? I mean, life is not meant to be predictable. How many of you are trying to make your entire life predictable? And everything that that is, times a godzillion, we destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. So here's another process. How many lies are you telling yourself right now to keep the conclusions you have, you have come to so you can prove that your conclusions are the right conclusions because you want to be right, you don't want to be wrong. And everything that that is, times a godzillion, we destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Oh my goodness, people. Whew. That's a lot. So how many lies are you telling yourself right now to keep the conclusions you have come to so you can prove that your conclusions are the right conclusions because you want to be right, you don't want to be wrong? And everything that that is, times a godzillion, we destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. How many conclusions have you gone to about your body, even just today? Like how many of you wake up in the morning and you have this litany of judgment about your body rather than waking up in the morning and go, oh yeah, yummy body. And it's like, take a moment to play with your body, whatever you desire. And it's like, but being like this, like, oh my goodness, body, I'm so grateful for you. I mean, wherever you are right now, you know, if you're driving a car, you can do it with one hand. It's like, touch any part of your body. It might just be your face. It's like, put your hands on your face, any part of your body. And just create that connection and that engagement with your body. And how many times do you override your body? You go to the conclusion of what it should have. When your body's screaming out for something, your body might be screaming out for salt or sugar. And you go, no, no, that's not right. That's not the right choice. If we choose that, we'll get it wrong. Whereas your body might even just require to eat some salt, have a spoonful of sugar. What does your body require and desire that you have been ignoring that if you didn't ignore it would allow you to create more of a communion and engagement with it? And everything at that is times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Remember I said really early on, when you come to conclusion, you set yourself up to fail. So you have these judgments of your body that it's not showing up the way it should show up. And then yet you have these, you know, rules and regulations that you've set that your body's like, really, can we not just wake up each and every day and be in question of what it is that we'd like to eat, drink, move, etc. I mean, how many of you, you know, have these workout uh, sessions that it's about how hard can you work rather than, okay, body. So what is it that you would like to do? Would you like to move today? I mean, the other day I went for, well, I say going for a run right? But going for a run means anything to me. (laughs) It's like, I could be walking, I could be jogging, I could be running, I could be sprinting. I don't really have that. I don't have the conclusion of what it's going to be like when I walk out the door. I very rarely walk out the door and just run straight away. Usually I will walk for a while. And I walked into our local village and then I thought I was going to run back. And I think I ran like two meters and my body was like, stop. And I was like, okay, my body did not desire to run. So I was like, what do you want to do? It's like, let's just walk. All right. So we walked home, took longer than I thought, but okay, no worries. It was great. I had a great walk. So how many of you are concluding what you must do with your body to create the body that you've decided and concluded you should have? And everything at that is times a godzillion where you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Now, parenting, family, you cannot conclude that. You cannot conclude that. There is no child that is the same. 
And if you have children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or, hello, you've all been a child, and if you've got siblings, you'll know what I'm talking about too. None of you are the same. There's no handbook. It's like you have to be in question. You've got to be in question when you're parenting. And the only time that you will get to this level of frustration with parenting is when you decide that it has to look a certain way. Like even if you look at um, eating with your kids, how many times do you see parents or maybe you do this yourself and it's like, you know, you've decided that your kid has to eat the five food groups, that it has to eat this, has to eat that, rather than asking the child, what does your body desire to eat? I mean, I know with my stepson, we, I would always ask him, okay, what does your body want? And sometimes he would just want to eat salty chips and chocolate. Okay. But other times, quite often, he would love it if I prepared him a big bowl of fresh tomatoes and cucumber cut up with a little bit of oil and a little bit of salt. That was one of his favorite things to eat. So you put that, you conclude that's in the good basket and that the chips and chocolate is in the bad basket. What if there was no bad or good basket? What if it was all just choice? That's when you come out of conclusion and you allow yourself to receive the infinite possibilities of what is going to create something greater. Okay. Now I briefly mentioned the request and the demand. What I'd like you to start doing, you can request of the universe for more. All right, universe, show me something greater today. Universe, show me something beautiful. Universe, show me all my capacities that I've been refusing to acknowledge. You know, you requested the universe But also what you need to do is you need to demand of yourself. So request of the universe and demand of yourself. No matter what it takes, no matter what it looks like, you know what, I'm changing this or I'm choosing this. A little bit like that story of me traveling and, you know, sleeping in in people's lounge rooms on a on a mattress. It's like, okay, okay, universe, show me, show me how I can change this. Show me other possibilities that are available and the demand for myself, I'm not doing this. Because I could have gone to, oh, I don't have the money, I can't go to as many classes. But that wasn't in my reality. I was like, I'm gonna, I want to go to as many access classes as I can, which is pretty funny because 19 years later, I've listened to every single access class that's ever existed. Yes, I have. Sometimes it takes me a little while. And now that we have Dane and Brendan and Gary and myself doing all these, you know, more advanced classes around the world, there's a lot of classes to listen to, but I, it's so much fun. I love it. So you request of the universe and you demand of yourself, no matter what it takes, no matter what it looks like, I'm changing this. Okay. But then what, with that demand, what you start to do is you open up to things and you don't go to a conclusion. So for example, with that traveling, if I said, I'm changing this, I need to travel business class. Then the conclusion is I have to make enough money to be able to purchase a business class ticket. No, I'm traveling business class. Okay. So what other possibilities are available for that to show up? And then I educated myself about getting a credit card with the frequent flyer points. So where are you refusing to educate yourself that would allow more possibilities to show up? And everything that that is, time's a godzillion where you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay. And it's not about doing force. It's about demand. Okay. You've got to stop pretending that you are powerless and that you cannot create something. You have way more potency and capacities than what you have been willing to acknowledge. So would you right now, ladies and gentlemen, acknowledge the capacities you have, everything that comes into your awareness and you go, oh, this, it's like, it's brilliant. 
you are filled with brilliant ideas. And what you do is because nobody else has that idea or because nobody else can validate you, and please stop looking for validation because no one else can validate you, you think that you're wrong. You're not wrong. You've never been wrong. Okay? So what else is possible that you have not yet allowed yourself to actualize? And if you did, would change your entire reality. And everything that that is, times a godzillion, we destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so I absolutely adore you. Thank you so much for coming on to this podcast. And if you like it, can you please rate it? Give it a rating and, you know, share it out there with your friends. And I know that we're coming up to the silly season. In Australia, it's even sillier because it gets so freaking hot. So we've got lots of stuff off on in Access Consciousness. Uh, please go to accessconsciousness.com. Check it out. I've got some classes coming up too. I actually have one on the, it's the 23rd of December in Australia. So what's that? 22nd in the US. And it's a Zoom that I'm doing and it's in um, early evening, 5 p.m. And it's about getting your happy on. Happiness is just a choice. Because that time of year, I find people start to do this crazy. And what if you didn't have to do crazy? So please jump on that. You can check it out on simonemillises.com. And also you can find that class on accessconsciousness.com. All right. I am incredibly grateful for you guys. Have an awesome, beautiful day. And don't forget that you are not wrong (laughs) and doesn't mean you're right. But what else is possible if you have no conclusions today? Thank you so much for joining me. Bye-bye. Thank you.